In this episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies, we bring you Interview with the Sven. That's right. We got a chance to interview Sven Diesel, and we are super excited about it. Sven is an all-around awesome streamer, tire, Semperfly Pro Team member, all-around wrecker of waters in the Utah area. No fish is safe from this guy. Uh, has some killer t-shirt patterns out there. If you follow anything on social media, you have come across him. He does some great content, some killer stuff. Um, at some point in this podcast, he channels his inner Nicolas Cage, which we all have, and tells probably one of the most compelling and resounding burrito survival stories you will ever hear. No doubt about that. Thanks again to our sponsors, Loop Tackle, Monic Fly Lines, Battleborn Beer, and Adams Built. Without you, these podcasts wouldn't be possible. So thank you. So sit back and enjoy interview with the Svend. and welcome to another episode of burritos breaks and flies today we're coming to you in the early morning hours to bring you a ultra awesome superstar guest we're super stoked to have him mr sven diesel sven thank you for joining us thanks for having me it's awesome that you're here and we got our co-host taylor 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 here i am uh he doesn't want me to say it taylor the prodigy aka the nickname he rather have t-balls there we go i don't know why but (laughs) he's tired of the prodigy he doesn't like the notoriety so sven just in case you don't especially when you don't catch fish when you're introduced as a uh, you know prodigy yeah yeah well sven this is the guy so so taylor's the guy that that on those days where you know, you think you got it locked on. He's the guy that you bring to your water, and you're like, "Bro, let me show you how it is." And you start rolling, you start rolling bagels, and this guy just starts levitating fish out of the water, like rod and line fly not in the water. He just puts his hands out <laughs> and lifts, and fish just surface. You know, it's 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 both uh, it's humiliating and humbling at the same time. So. He makes things happen. So anyway, <laughs> every once in a while, every sometimes. once in a while, just so you know who who Taylor is. Anyway, so Sven, I think our listeners are excited to have you on, but maybe you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, who is Sven? Uh, Sven is uh, it's me. It's uh, my middle name, and uh, that that that's who I am. I kind of am a. a addicted to fly tying and love to fish every chance I can get. And, uh, I post about it on social media. Yeah. And you do a, a fantastic job at it too. Like it's always entertaining to see your content come out. I think it's, it's, it's super engaging. Your creations are awesome. Um, I mean, tons. Of, I mean, you're 
kicking out tons of streamer streamer patterns, which we're super fond of. Um, but how did you get your start on that? Like, what what was the kickoff? What was the the aha moment where you're like, oh, I like to share this, or you know, how did how did that come about? You know, because some people are pretty tight about that. They're like, oh, I got yeah. this pattern, and you know, and they'll keep it under lock and key, and you know. Um, there are no real secrets with me. Um, there are select groups of people I fish with that we have certain flies or, or patterns we use at certain lakes that if I ever did post about it, I'm worried I'd get murdered in my sleep. So okay. there still is a little bit of that. And I, I kind of respect that because these, I, I know one guy that literally would drive down and probably just you know, put a pillow over my head if I ever posted a certain fly or a certain spot where we fish. But um, I just realized, you know, that there are no secrets with me. Everything I know, I like to share. Um, there's nothing new to fly tying, in my opinion. The flies that we're using now are variations of what's been used for, you know, the last hundred years. Right. Um, we just have new materials, new ways of doing it. Um, and so I'm not really... I don't really think there's any secrets, um, but the, the, the Instagram came about because I had uh, my personal account, you know, well, at the time it was just my friends and family, you know, all my college, high school friends. And um, I was fishing the Provo River six nights a week and doing all these gripping grin photos, holding these beautiful brown trout. And I got all these comments just like, dude, quit posting fish, like quit, you know, doing this like we're sick of seeing fish we're sick of seeing it and i'm like so finally i just created this um <laughs> sven diesel account and i was like hey i'll just post my journey quote unquote kind of like a journal of me um experiencing the the great uh, hobby sport of uh, fly fishing and uh, that kind of evolved into the fly tying and uh just keeps expanding and contracting from there yeah yeah, and you definitely added some flair to it. I mean, you know, you could come across a, a a fly tying video. I mean, all over the place, whether it's on you know social media or it's like on a YouTube channel or something like that. And yours are pretty entertaining, you know. And it's it's I think they inspire others to be creative. You know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. like, look looking at it, it's it's not so much like you know. Obviously, you can see how you're doing it, you know. But at the same time, it it forces you know maybe that that hardcore fly tire or hobby fly tire to be like, huh, you know, I wonder what I can do. So that's got some pretty, pretty cool outreach. And so tell us a little bit, maybe like what, what are your home waters? Uh, so I'm here in Utah and my home water would technically be the, I guess the closest uh, would be either the Provo river or Utah Lake. Um, I, uh, I, I fished the Provo quite religiously for about two years. And then, um, I've, I've gradually, I, I don't, I turned into a stillwater junkie. If you'd want to call it that, you know, I started throwing big streamers and trying to get those big trout. And then that evolved into, you know, the balance leech game. And I just, uh, I love the stillwater because I can go to any given stretch of water here locally and find a spot where I'm not surrounded by people. The, the Provo gets a lot of pressure. A lot of people come into town wanting to fish the Provo. Um, from about April till October, the highway all along the stretch is lined with trucks and, you know, rod vaults. And so I just know everyone's fishing <laughs> it. 
<laughs> if you're not there at 5 15 in the morning to get your spot or you know a spot you want to fish um it's kind of it's kind of hard and I, I not that i try to fish the same spots but it, there's a lot of water there but you know there's a few spots that are better than others and that's usually where the the local guides take their clients and um, i just decided you know let's uh let's go on a, a hike and you know get into a remote lake or you know hike a mile from my truck and i'm i'm all alone or i think the still water really evolved so i could take my kids more because at the time they were pretty young and being on the provo or any given river made me really nervous having them with me when they were like uh shoot they were like three to seven those years i was fishing um the river quite a bit and i you know i got a little bit nervous of them falling in we had a high water flow one one year and they you know a kid got swept away and so i just said hey listen let's get some kayaks and paddle boards you guys get your life jackets on and i'm just going to fish over here and it uh really got me loving the still water no that's great i mean like both of us are are still water fans um yeah more so <laughs> i've really been leaning on it hard poor taylor can't pull me off still water he keeps trying to convince me to go back to the river okay, there's some moving water you know sometimes it's good to you know balance and no the moving water is great <laughs> to fill the lake yeah so <laughs> yeah but, but yeah right but same thing moving here water don't we call that wind yes <laughs> correct you are there's, correct sir and there's always a current in the lake right yeah, it's just, I mean, it's yeah, just a, yeah, it's another form of, another form of river. So, um, yeah, and then like our, that's funny, I'm glad you're in Utah. That's close by to us, yeah. relatively, geographically, you know, because our, our favorite still water or our most popular still water here is Pyramid Lake. And um, however, you do have that contention um, where it does have a bit of a river-like atmosphere on some locations it's major leagues you, know, you get out there and, and you can't get away from the the crowd of vehicles and broad tubes and elbow to elbow stuff on certain beaches but there's so much shoreline you could definitely find locations yeah. that are and, that are open so it seems like, like there's a lot of i met a lot of people from utah that do fly fish utah plates have been it's almost you might you question yourself am i in utah right now lately. there's been a lot of utah traffic which whatever that's great yeah you know we like seeing out-of-state stuff here so it's cool to see other people experiencing that's the good side right i, yeah. I think so yeah, oh yeah correct correct don't offend our listeners taylor i'm not it's just a good it's just a good side however you guys take that is sure. up to you absolutely so that's awesome i'm glad that that's still water like i said we, we share a common passion on that and i love to hear the fact that you were talking about a little about of uh, you know like leech fishing and balanced leech, leech fishing because that's that's one of my favorite on still water it's kind of like the 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 go-to you know like i don't know what oh, to yeah. do i don't know what to do i'm going to start my search pattern you know with with a balanced leech you're like what kind of fish are in here well balanced leech here we go we'll find out we'll yeah. find out <laughs> we'll find the balance out. the balance leech is almost like i wouldn't compare it to the clouser but i think i've caught so many species on it it's one of those flies that's just awesome it is yeah it is do you have any favorite patterns do you have any favorite go-to leech patterns while we're on the topic because i'm curious <laughs> yeah one that looks like a leech <laughs> interesting interesting that's no, an interesting it, concept it, the, the leech <laughs> game is uh i mean it's a, it's almost like, um, 
the Coronamid or zebra midge game. Uh, mm. Sometimes the the blend, sometimes the bead, sometimes the tail, sometimes it's it's one of those things you just got to have color variations of everything. However, I would say my go-to would be just, uh, you know, marabou tail, earth-like colors, you know, your olives, blacks, and browns, and then swapping yeah. out bead colors for, you know, uh, a hot spot or I'm a big believer on a, on a hot spot collar, you know, switching mm. up, adding a little bit of gold or um shrimp uh uv ice dub um, right behind the bead I, I i don't know why that's a personal confidence thing i don't know if the fish really care but it gives me a little bit more confidence in it but um you can use so many different materials but i mean it's still all about the same we're going for that profile or color so right right yeah it's definitely a confidence game i'm glad you said that because like i mean i have i have a go-to and taylor knows what it is like i've been yeah this whole season i've been a big fan of like a, a bruised leech pattern a matter of fact it's it's one of um one that phil roley uses a lot he started preaching on was his vampire leech pattern mm-hmm. or so where you yeah. got the shark chartreuse head i put a like a bright red collar on it you know and then you have that <clears throat> i'll run the um the bruise semi behind it and then a uh you know either like um you know like the marabou tail rabbit or uh what's oh i'll use yak sometimes too in the heavy water conditions believe oh, it or i not. haven't tried the yak That's yeah you gotta try the yak but it's it's uh it's great for when you get those super aggressive trout kind of like the like what we're going after in pyramid lake like we got those lahontans they're just super aggressive fish eaters you know mm-hmm. super gnarly rows of teeth um you get a fly that's pretty durable, you know, that a fly also, if you happen to drag it through uh, some moss or weeds or whatever, it's easy to clean off, you know, yeah. but number, number one's durability and it has a good presentation and, and we're fortunate enough because these are the cutthroat of the species. They're not, they're not ultra picky. They're picky, but they're not, you know, they, they, I haven't noticed uh, them discerning between like a rabbit strip tail or a marabou or a yak tail. Cause the yak doesn't, necessarily move too much you know but that clouser right clouserness to it you know it does have a clouserness to it right hmm. right but it's a great material yeah you just can't you can't you can't crush it it sheds water beautifully so you know when you pull that out and recast it it's it's pretty fascinating it's pretty hmm. incredi- incredibly durable a, to give that a try yeah no it's good stuff it's absolutely good stuff um what was going to ask fly patterns so on your streamers what would you say since we're on the topic of of big bugs do you have is there a a favorite pattern or a pattern that you're probably most known for on your streamers you would say like Uh, is there one that stands out where people are like boom that's that's fens yeah that's him that's him i i don't really know if there's that much uh hyper talk around flies i i tied uh, i had a lot of uh people like the crayfish the cray cray we tied up yeah um you know and then most of my like marabou type streamers that i've tied i mean there's there's so many different options out there um I wouldn't say necessarily like there's a, a hype around them, but uh, I, I've had a lot of fun. I I, I think the, the most fun part for me is seeing people send me pictures throughout the world of either um, flies I have sent to them or flies they have tied using my YouTube videos that they caught fish on. And they go, 
um like a guy just sent me a picture the other day he's like dude i couldn't catch anything nothing was working i thought on a cray cray and all of a sudden here's a brown trout and he's holding it and i'm like that's 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 kind of cool like i like that that's that's kind of fun yeah and you know the the cray it's almost like the uh the balanced leech of the rivers you know it's but it's very undersung um i kind of have my own crayfish pattern that you know it's it's not mine, but it's probably 10 YouTube videos worth of, hey, I use a squirrel or I use dubbing, you know. Some guys get real technical. Some guys just throw on some, some you know, brown Arizona semi-seal or what have you. And that's, you know, I like simple but good looking, Yeah. you know. And, and those, the YouTube videos and everything, I think it helps people kind of get that mental picture of like, you know, I like, you know, Sven's claws. I'll steal that. But then I like Phil Rowley's, you know, body or collar. Or, you know, it's really nice to just kind of have that community of, you know, picking and choosing and opening that creativity field up in a nice, beautiful fly of your own, you know? Yeah. And sidebar here, Sven. I don't know. Well, <clears throat> we, we don't broadcast the video. I mean, always the podcast, we just do the audio. But, uh, Sven can see this, and I can see this, that uh, Taylor is such a fan of crayfish, crawdads, and mud bugs that he's actually wearing a crayfish color sweater. <laughs> so he's a big fan. Big fan. I don't know if you caught on to that. So, like, yeah, when he starts talking crayfish, I usually just shut off. I can't I can't listen to it because I'm like, nah, that doesn't work. Yeah, Nico doesn't. He cuts me off. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for bringing it up. Because anytime I tie a crawfish on, it's just, it's it's like opposite land for me. I might as well not be fishing. Like, I have, <laughs> like, like there's so many things I can fish. I put a crawfish on. I'm like, like, I've never fished before. I'm like, I don't know what to do. This this is so confusing to me. It's so awkward, you know, fishing a crustacean. Yeah. But I've seen Taylor doing it. It's great. It's funny. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> And some patterns don't jive with some people. No, it's I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, and this guy will rip on stoneflies all day, and I'll put on a stonefly, and I'm like, huh, let's see. Uh, do I want to skunk myself? Sure, let's put on a stonefly. And I'll put <laughs> something else on, I'll rip it, and it's weird. I don't know. It just doesn't, you know. Doesn't match up. You know, the things there, you know, that whole. I don't have the words for it right now, but it just doesn't work. So I'm always fascinated. When we I wiggle see. the rod differently. Whatever, yeah, whatever sure, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's good stuff. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick little early dive here, then we'll segue back. But um, I just I just have to hit this topic. I saw you doing some stuff with a Traeger, and that for that that really that got me excited. Like that mm-hmm. you're that you're melding the whole fly fishing and food world because i think that's really important and not enough people do it i think it's highly underrated it's overlooked and i think it's intimidating to people but um i i take uh i take it quite seriously <laughs> on the, I, the blending i can i can tell you just got totally serious it's nico's crayfish on your face yeah the uh, <laughs> the crayfish of the uh <laughs> the food world <laughs> right <laughs> right right so a quick question. Yeah, I saw you doing some stuff. You had some like Traeger presentations and stuff like that. Like, I mean, you recently did some some uh, Traeger baked biscuits. Like, I'm like, wow. Oh, like, those were good. Those were good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
No, so I was invited to the uh, the Traeger Summit um, last was it last week or two weeks ago? I can't remember now. Um, where they introduced the new grill, um, I still don't know how or why I was invited there because the people <laughs> that were there were kind of like all Texas barbecue, you know, all everybody's wearing black and and it was funny because we're sitting there at this uh, this night and you know I just realized I don't fit in here. And all of a sudden I look across the way and I see a dude with long hair wearing a plaid shirt with a vest and he had on costas. And I'm like, that's a fly fisherman. And it was uh, Drew Chicone. And so uh, we, we spent a couple of days together and Traeger put on this big event where they um, showed the new grill. And it was really interesting for me because I was one of those suckers that was at Costco 12, 13 years ago and ended up going in for some milk and, you know, some burgers and walked ah. out with a Traeger Oops. <laughs> and, you know, uh, ever since then, I've just, uh, about, I try to every weekend do something different and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not a passion, but I surely enjoy the food that comes off of that thing. And so it was really fun to be at this event and they had like grills cut in half and uh, sections where they took apart each of the new grill and they had the, their engineers there telling you all about how it works, why it works. You, I was able to ask questions. Uh, so it was a really, really neat experience for me. And although I, you know, I didn't feel like, um, you know, I fed in with all these, you know, big, big, big barbecue guys. It made me, the, I left there thinking, why am I cooking the same five to eight things all year every year off the uh off of this or just in life we eat at the same five restaurants you know my kids love these five places and so it, it just left there i want to expand uh you know my world i guess and the first thing that i wanted to try was the biscuits and so we did biscuits biscuits and gravy uh with bacon and uh everything was on the trigger and it was delicious so yeah yeah uh, we'll kind of figure out what to do this weekend so oh yeah the possibilities are endless i know like, that's the thing is which which type of leech you're going to use i don't know there's thousands of variations right good. right right yeah and then it folds into like what what am i going to make i mean because it's yeah. just it's it's so wide open it's so wide open it's it's fun no, I'm, I'm glad that you kind of got into that because, you know, I, I found that it really melds well with with creativity in the fly world, you know, like, you know, with, with I mean, heck, you know, you're making all these awesome, awesome fly creations and you could take that and you, you, know, you could translate it to food in, in a certain way, right? It, it inspires that yeah. same creativity level where it, it, it makes you think, it makes you think differently and then it's like, hey, I could try this or you saw something else somebody did and it's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try that. And then the next time you do it, you're like, well, I'm going to add this spin or I'm going to try this pellet or I'm going to cook it for this long or, you know, for, or for whatever. So it's definitely, definitely a lot of fun. And, and I'll tell you what, cause I got, I, I got the same thing. I have a, I have a Traeger Silverton 620, the Costco model. And that yeah. thing's, that thing's a blast. I mean, yeah. and, and we've used it to prepare for so many, outdoor fly fishing adventures to where i'm like you know i'm like it, there's there's a bit of fun for me like bringing food out to whatever venue we're at whether it's a lake or a river or whatever and and like making a lunch or a breakfast you know for everyone that's out there because i think it really enhances the day because sometimes you have great days and you're just like 
the, the day itself, you know, it, it, it plays out well. But sometimes it's it's a rough go or you're putting a, you know, you've had those days too where you're putting a lot of work into fishing and you're 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 getting tired, you know. I mean, you're yeah. putting a lot of physical effort out. So it's nice just to, to stop and pause. And anyway, so that Traeger has been great to like pre-prep the foods, right? If you're If you're smoking a food or finishing a food, it's already done. And then you bring it out there, and all you got to do is warm it up and, and present it however you want. And and uh, sometimes the smile on people's faces is equivalent to that of them catching a fish. And if it's a really oh, skunky yeah. day, it makes the day. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, no, I mean, well, like, I've been fishing with Nico, and, you know, it, nothing's going on. But he brings out some lovely delicious thing instead of catching fish where he's catching the people's hearts on the beach people's hearts right right i do i do call it the crock pot for men so that's a that's a coin phrase so you just click it set it and walk away trademark right <laughs> i guess you'll just splice that back together huh yeah yes yes we just experienced a massive technical failure big grid Probably. shut down Probably on my end, but um, but I, I do call it the crock pot for men because you uh, you click it, set it, and walk away, and so that's why it's a fantastic thing. I actually fished with a guy because I know you guys are the burrito guys. He he actually would bring his Traeger, and we'd have uh, we'd fish for a couple hours, and then by the time we went back, the breakfast burritos were ready. So he just had some skillets in there, and then we just fished and there was, it's always good to have hot, fresh food right off the, right off the water. Yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a game changer. It's a game changer, especially like when you get early starts on the water. I mean, we're, you know, when we hit our still water out here, like at pyramid, we were leaving our house at, we're waking up at three, you know, probably pulling out by four, you know, setting up by five and then, you know, waiting for the sun to rise. So it's nice to get the positive start for the day. Otherwise, you get pretty hangry, you know, well before lunch, and that's that's never any fun at all, especially no. around me. So, <laughs> Nico, uh, Nico's pretty scary when he doesn't get some food in him. No, thanks, bro. <laughs> I love Nico, but you got to keep him fed. You got to get things. Thanks, bro. Thanks. What are you saying? <laughs> nice, nice. So, what do you got coming up? I mean, you got you just did you just did IFTD. Um, do you do you participate a lot in the trade shows? Do you go out? Do you do any like outreach or anything like you know promoting your stuff, or do you get you know what I'm saying? Is there any other you know? type of thing going on for you <laughs> you know there's there's always stuff going on um with with everything going on in my life it's it's super super hard for me to get to trade shows yeah and and i and um you know i'm pretty honest with a lot of the companies i work with and um i, I always feel bad i'm invited out to a lot of these shows and I just say, you know what, I've got to choose between going to my kid's ski race or going to a show. And for me, like today, there's the there's actually the Wasatch Expo is going on yesterday and today. But yesterday right. we had our end of season ski party with all, you know my two boys. And I said, you know, I'm not going to miss that for you know, to go to a show. Right. Um, and then today we actually have uh, three baseball games. And so I'm like, I'm not going to miss 
any games during COVID at the beginning of COVID, um, work picked up for me substantially and I missed so many events and we were just so busy just trying to survive. And, um, I just said, you know what, I'm not going to miss any more games or sports if, you know, activities they're in, if I can. And so fly fishing and, and fly tying is kind of taking a back seat for me because the only way I could find time for it was to cut out of, you know, fishing basically. Right. Right. So, um, I haven't been super active like I was the last couple, I don't know, maybe the last six months to a year. Um, but I'm sure I'm having a lot of fun with my family. And I think that's you know more important while my kids are still home because the shows will still be going on in 10 years when they're out yeah. of the house and don't want anything to do with me. But, um, it's always fun going to these shows and meeting people I've chatted with, you know, people that, you know, we've done, you know, collaborations or or just chatted about flies or fishing and then um you know podcast for example i ran into a couple guys i've been on their podcast at iftd and that was a lot of fun to face-to-face interaction yeah Uh, i look forward to the day that i can do more of that but uh, right now you know i'm on the road working probably 68 hours a week next week i've got 10 to 11 baseball games two soccer games and uh my daughter has uh wow all her dance and gymnastics so we're dividing and conquering but it's a it's a busy time so i found the room to do it all with cutting out some of my fly tying so i've yep i've actually kind of taken a step back which is weird for me but i'm still having fun just doing a little bit here and there um had to cut out a lot of stuff, but, um, I think, uh, right now my priorities are in line with where I need to be with me personally. So that's great. No, I mean, it, I mean, number one, you know, family first and yeah. number two, you got to I mean, in, in, at the same time, you know, you got to avoid the burnout too. You know, I mean, it, it, you could do, you, you could do something great. You know, you could be some, I mean, you're, you're great at flight time. Right. Mm-hmm. But at, at some point you got to take a breather and be like, you know, I need, I need a recharge. I need a reset, you know, and, and, you know, when you get back into it full swing, you know, that, that those creativity juices flow and, yeah. you know, I'm saying you're not, you know, it's not like, Oh, I got to do this again. You want to keep it fun. And I got to step back. I, I admire you brother, dude, three baseball games today three yeah so you're you, the thing you don't know about me is i think i love baseball more than fishing or fly tying like it's so fun watching these kids even though the it frustration is. of this is um my nine-year-old today and there's there's some errors you know it's yeah. uh yeah. it's nine-year-old baseball but it's it's still fun to watch them just hype up it's a really fun team they're on the the families we're involved with now it's um uh, it's it's a lot of fun so um hopefully we just dominate the mound today and it's a it's a busy time for us right now but i do have um a trip planned the first of may and a trip planned in june and another one in june that i'm going to be uh scheduling a few days to go fishing so i'm kind of stoked for that so Nice. I've gone from getting out randomly a couple times three times a week to i have to now schedule it out and do bigger trips, which I'm actually looking forward to. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It definitely comes with the, the family and now baseball, huh? Right. Right. You know. Right. Well, I can appreciate that. Like with little league, like this week was our, um, this whole past week was a start of our season. So start of preseason. So we have yeah. had, had, you know, the, you know, the full practices and whatnot. And then, so it was, 
and you can identify with this, Vend. We had an opening day on Saturday. We had practice on Sunday, scrimmage on Monday, scrimmage on Wednesday, scrimmage on last night. You know, so those scrimmages are taken, and I don't need to tell you, but just so our audience knows, I mean, you're you got game time, which with you know, two to two and a half hours, because my son's twelve, so he's in little league majors, so that's that whole new level of competitive spirit, you know, and and you'll experience that, and but then you got that hour to hour and a half of warm up prior, you know, so that's the problem. Nobody thinks of that. It's nobody, nobody. And that's that, you know, the game starts at seven, you know, but we're at the field, you know, five thirty. Yep. 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 You got it. You know, and, and last night the game ends, you know, we were the away team. We blew out the other team, uh, 11, uh, no, seven, 17 to five, but they're the home team. So they turn off the scoreboard because they want the home team to finish. Right. <laughs> and, and that's when our kids just fell apart. Cause they're just like, well, they're done. You know, and this yeah. other team just starts running amok. You know, it doesn't run up the score because they're just letting the other team finish. But you're like, oh, man. So it adds like another 20 minutes to the game. And it's a mix of it's a mix. It's a mix of frustration where you're like, come on, let's get out of here. But at the same time, you're like, you know what? The kids are having a blast. You know, they're yeah. they're, they're getting plays in and they're, you know, getting the preseason over with. So so back to when you said you had three games today. I'm like, I don't know, like how you're going to make it through. Other than you know the love of watching your kids play because you're going to be a zombie tomorrow. Well, I'm trying to figure out how to <laughs> tie flies at the baseball field, but the problem is I tried it and I'm like, I just love watching the game, so it's like hard yeah. to sit there and tie a fly. And, right. And I don't want like I, I don't coach this team, so I don't want my son's coach to think I'm not there, you know, supporting the team and right. you know bench him or something. So. Right. Well, we'll here's I'm working here's on well here's here's an idea for you. How about this? You just tie flies in the team colors. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, oh, and then to keep it going, ready for this? So you had that one session where you tie a fly for you know in team colors, and then so you could do it again the next time. You'll tie it in the opposing team's colors. I don't know. Just keeps it going. <laughs> and then I start and I start casting it and see which player can catch it in their mouth or something. Yeah, potentially. I won't condone that, but yes, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been uh, I've been toying with the idea of actually taking one of the Traegers to all the games and then bribing people with food. So that way, you know, like when we're down at this field for ten hours, you know, I could do almost a pork butt in that time. Yeah, yeah. you you could. That's good thinking. Get, get the other team too full to run fast, you know. Right, feed the other team first. <laughs> it as a, Come here, kids. <laughs> a benevolent act turned sour, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so I, I had another question for you. So yep. along with along with your with, with your custom flies and whatnot, that kind of looks like it brought uh brought about a little bit of branding, right? So. Yeah, yep. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I noticed you have you got a, a bit of a, a soft goods line and just curious. I mean, like how how did that come about? Like your 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 logo, like your imagery, like what you're trying to capture is pretty cool. Like it, it even like if you're not into fly tying, you see your logo and you're like, that's cool. Like what is yeah. that? Like so, how how did that come about? Very curious about um, that. So it came about. Um, so originally. 
I just was, you know, posting flies and doing live feeds. And then one guy reached out to me and he said, Hey, I do a t-shirt company for fly fishing. Can I send you a few shirts for your live feed? And you just wear the shirt. And I was like, well, whatever, man, like I'll order some shirts if that's what you need. Like I love supporting anyone in the fly fishing community. And, um, he ended up, um, sending me a, a, these shirts and at the same time an artist uh ryan keen he'd been working you know he's one of my favorite artists i bought some of his work and i reached out to him one time about if he could come up with a logo and i sent we kill out we did a little bit of ideas and he, we came up with the viking logo because I, I i love you know i'm from my family's from scandinavia and so i love like anything viking related i, I was fascinated with the vikings did a lot of research on them in college and uh so he designed that logo and at the same time i got that logo and so i said hey dude like could you make me one shirt with just this logo on and he ended up making it and then made some for him and his buddies which i didn't know about so we showed <laughs> up fishing and everyone had them on and he's like dude you really need to sell it. you really need to sell these and i'm like well i don't really want to get into that yeah and like weirdly enough my wife for my birthday designed a website and so She's like, if you ever want to use this, here you go to sell flies. And I'm like, let me just see what happens if I put a t-shirt up there. And it kind of sold out. And so I reordered more shirts and it sold out again. And so then we did a couple of pre-orders and then I uh, reached out and just trying to support artists in the fly fishing community. And, you know, I'll randomly message someone I like and say, hey, if you want to do a take on the Viking logo, like, let's do it, you know just charge me your going rate. Uh, you know, we want to support each other in this community and it's just kind of exploded from there. Um, like we do, I, I put on some, uh, Yeti tumblers. We talked about it before the show and yeah. uh, that was uh, a guy, John Noble out of Arizona. I met him at a show and he's like, dude, we should throw your logo on one of my mugs. And you know, I do it for a few guys and heck man, I, I can't believe how many people want a trout, uh, Yeti mug or a tumbler with, uh, my name on it so That's it's, awesome. it's, it's 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 really cool um so i, I think it's more not just a, a me with soft goods it's trying to support like anyone that um all the guys that i get t-shirts through are also in the fly fishing community or you know they, they they fly fish and so i try to support guys that are in the industry to you know work together because we're all part of a the same family with the same passion in my opinion so it's it's been a lot of fun um never thought i'd have a soft goods brand or whatever you want to call it but it just kept evolving and expanding and people reach out and they're like hey let's do this custom thing throw your logo on it and i'm like okay yeah, man let's see if we move it you know like i'm i'm open to anything just put it on my tab put it on my tab <laughs> no it's it's definitely it's it's great branding it's like i said it's a it's a cool design and uh cool designs you know, but the concept is is really cool. That's that's a great story on how you're kind of approached by how somebody, like you said, you know, a friend in the community is like, hey, this is a great idea. You know, kind of help help you realize, you know, where you're at. Like, hey, bro, dude, people like your stuff. Yeah, put no, it out it's, there. A, it's, it's been it's been fun. Like, um, we I never, me and my wife talk about this constantly. Who would have ever thought I'd be uh heavily involved in fly tying and fly fishing five years ago ten years ago you know it's yeah. it's kind of a 
I used to be heavy into road cycling and weightlifting. So that was where I thought I'd end up. But now I sit at the craft store in my camera, you know, looking for that <laughs> special yarn or, or, you know, looking for those rare things. Funny story. Right. There's, there's a place. It, I know you guys are close, but there's a yarn store up in Salt Lake and um, they've got this special sow bug yarn. It's, um, it's very particular color. Um, oyster is the color and it's the only place in Utah that sells it. And so I finally found out this is where they keep it. And so I'm in, I'm at work wearing a camo jacket. I've got my Dickie shorts, work, work, work boots on probably a flat bill hat. I walk into this like boutique yarn store <laughs> and like, I just walk in and I'm like, this is actually really nice. It's up in sugar house, real nice area. And this lady looks at me and she just goes, it's in the back room. <laughs> and I and I go, what's in the back room? Like I I looked around, like are you talking to me? And she's like, it's in the back room. And I go, okay. <laughs> and I go, I'm I'm here for the oyster. And she goes, the back room. <laughs> and I, I walk back like through all these specialty yarn, and all of a sudden I turn the corner, and there's another guy that's like six foot five, you know, in his camo jacket or you know Carhartt jacket, and he's holding these two different yarns, looking at them. And I go, "That's the oyster yarn I'm looking for." And then another guy walks in while we were there, and all three of us are fly tires and fly fishermen. And it was just no funny way. that she just stereotyped me the second I walked in. She's like, "You're here for the yarn." Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> I just thought it was even more wow. funny. There was three of us there at the same time looking at it. And we're sitting there like, now they have this other color that's kind of this. Like, do you think? And we actually had a little great discussion about scuds and, and sow bugs. So. Mm, scuds. It's almost like they didn't want you in the store. They're like, oh, great. Like, they're a customer. But yeah, they're not here to use this for clothes. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. So I'm glad you brought up the fly tying material. So I noticed you've been using a bit of um, some of my favorite material, the Semper, Semper fly materials. How did that, how did you um, come across that? Because it's kind of like one of those things where I'm, you know, I would go to the local like fly shop or sporting goods store and pick up the common stuff, you know, and kind of get used to it. And then one day I magically came across <laughs> And we talked about that earlier. <laughs> Magically came across the Semper Fly materials, and I was kind of like blown away. How did, how did you, how did you find those, and how did you get involved with those guys? Um, so when I first got into fly tying, I signed up for um, a fly tying course up at Sundance, and one of the instructors, his name was uh, Grant Branch. Uh, he went by the Fly Ninja, and he was a big Semper Fly guy, and okay. so he he turned me on to Nano Silk at the time. It wasn't, I, I wouldn't say it was well-known. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of guys, some shops had it, um, but uh, it was actually really hard to find. And um, I started using it almost exclusively because of how amazing the product was. Yes. And um, over time, I started trying a few of their other materials. Semperfly is based out of the UK, but um, their US dealer is in Idaho. Yep. And it turned out we had a, a mutual friend and uh, so I was able to link up with his website where I could order more products to try because they they were big in you know don't don't quote me on this but my opinion is you know they're they're also they, they make amazing fly tying material but they're also a little bit about conservation you know using a synthetic fiber over a natural because you know some of these natural materials are 
being harvested or uh, acquired in unethical means. Mm. And so they're trying to come up with synthetic materials. Like for example, they, they released uh, jungle cock eyes that are amazing to try and combat the people trying to get illegal or necessarily whatever jungle cock and, and they're fighting also a peak, you know, trying to come up with a great peacock substitute as well right now. But um, over the years of just tying flies using their product, I was able to link up with the owners in the UK and they reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we do this pro team. And uh, so I was able to join their pro team, which allows me to try new materials from them. It allows me the opportunity to once a well, now we're doing it more than once a year, but once a year we get together with all the pro team from all over the world and we have a um, uh, a, a tying, you know, collaboration day and they're trying to do more of those. And so it's really nice to meet all these people from around the world through technology that we now have and tie flies with guys in the UK or Europe or, you know, South America. And, um, it's a really great company. They were just here. I was able to meet them and have dinner with them. Um, even more blown away with the company after, you know, spending some more time with them. And uh, they, they just have amazing products. And that's what I'm all about. It's not about, um, you know, I was using their products before I was on their pro team. I'm not one of those guys that will just, you know, sign up for a free, free product or whatever. Right. Um, I, have, I have to kind of believe in the product before I use it and sign up. And that's how, I mean, everything they've, I've used of theirs is amazing. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I've been using a bit of the material for all kinds of different patterns. And um, I found that uh, obviously they're, they're definitely high quality. They're fun to work with um, and true to color. Like I've been doing uh, recently, like a lot of midge patterns, you know, right now the, the midge game is in full swing at pyramid for the most part. And um, it's great. Just even like on common colors, you would find in other brands you would pick up in the Semper fly. And I just noticed um, just a little bit extra something. I don't know what it is, but it's just, you know, the, the yeah, durability that the tying, you know, the, the ability to tie with it, tying off. And it's just a fun, uh, it's fun stuff to work with. And like you said, they're great people to work with. I enjoy working with them. They're super easy to work with, super helpful. And, um, you know, really stand behind their, stand behind their product. So yeah, I'd say they really, their thread, you know, um, because I've had bad batches of thread, and it's <laughs> kind of the worst thing when you're fly tying. It's kind of the undersung hero is your thread, you know. You don't really yeah. think about it until you're like, great, this whole spool's bad. I needed this color, <laughs> you know. But uh, Semper, fly fret, Semper Fly Thread, mm -hmm. oh, geez, too early, huh? Um, I mean, that's some of the best stuff I've ever used, you know. The spools never it's, get messed up. I haven't had a bad spool yet. I'm sure they're out there, but. Very good so stuff. They, uh, they switched everything about, uh, shoot, three, three, four years ago. They took all of the manufacturing from outsourcing it. And like, for example, there's, don't quote me on this. I'm just in general. I don't know which products, but they brought everything in house. So they're doing it all themselves now. And that's why, um, like, I've never had a spool, you know, like, you know, sometimes the thread jumps over and you get caught and then you're breaking off constantly. I haven't had that yeah. happen with any nope. Semper Fly, whereas I've had with other brands. But then the best part I like about them is the last like four years, the colors have been the same. Like if I have uh, a spool from four years ago and I have a spool today, they're, they're identical. Whereas, you know, some brands you order a 
a wine or a claret or, or a, a something and you look at it and you compare it to one you had before and you're just like, dude, it's not the same. Yeah. Yep. Whether the fish care or not, um, it's a confidence thing for me. I know that this color worked, so that's what I want. And so it's been really nice with them, you know, caring so much about the materials that they are able to just, they, they, they care so much that everything is top notch in my opinion. So. No, that's right. You know, and this is this 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 is gonna seem odd, but one one of my the one of the first things I noticed about them was I I put a, a sizable order in with them, right? I got some all kinds of different things. Yeah, I got chenille, I got fibers, I got thread, and da 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 da. And I got the package in the mail, and I'm like, okay, cool. So I was, you know, you open the package and you're just expecting everything just kind of be there, right? Like, oh, yeah. someone's going through, drop this, drop this, drop this. And, and that's what we're used to. But that wasn't the case. Everything is in, obviously, in its own package, in another package. Like, so if I had like like predator fibers, right? I had a bunch of different colors. All the predator fibers are, are stacked together in a plastic bag stacked here. All the threads combined over here. All the chenilles combined over here. All the foam is combined over here. I'm like, wow, like you can actually, like they they care about stuff. You know, they care how that's yeah. one pre- presented to the end user, you know, and the tire. And uh, that that said a lot to me. I'm like, well, if, dude, if they take the time to do this, you know, they're 100% taking the time, you know, to produce, um, you know, a top quality material. So that it just shows pride. It just shows pride in their stuff. So it's yeah. pretty cool. And it's it's a fantastic. And um, I kind of mute out when they're talking about packaging and how much time they spend because I'm focusing on the new materials, you know. And yeah, yeah. And they, uh, but you know, it's 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 amazing what they're doing and trying to do. And, you know, I think it's going to be just in, they're going to get bigger and bigger the more people are aware of their product and use it. So nice, nice. Well, I think at this point, uh, important segue. All right. I need to know about the burrito culture in Utah. Um, so <laughs> uh, number one, uh, favorite burrito. And I mean, go into detail, like. Did you have, was it a life-changing experience? Was it a mundane experience? Or are you lacking in the burrito culture in Utah? I don't know. We need to know. Pretty important. I wouldn't say we're lacking in the burrito culture. Um, I mean, we've got a lot of restaurants here that uh, make a wicked, wicked burrito. Um, but are we limiting ourselves to burritos or are we talk is chimichangas involved in this uh, flautas? I mean, there's, that's there's a deep, that's a deep fried burrito. Yeah. There's no incorrect answer here. There's no incorrect answer. Um, so lately it was, it was a, it was a cold blistery night as I was driving home from work one night. And okay. the wind was beating against my car, my truck, that as I was pushed on the gas, it was only going five miles an hour. So I actually had to get out and push the vehicle up the hill in the snowy road. And it Both happened ways. to just, uh, all the tires fell off in front of this one store that I had not been to in a number of years. Uh, I, I banged on the door and we had to shovel out the snow to get in. And as I, as I entered upon, I was greeted warmly by the kind and caring people of this restaurant. And they said, <laughs> how could we help you? And I, I responded with, 
a burrito por favor and mm. they they gave me a burrito and um no uh lately i've been there's this place <laughs> um it's uh it's a chain although i don't oh. know how many chain stores they have anymore um bahio do you guys have any of those in nevada no no right off the bat um, i can tell you no so i've been really vibing on this it's a uh I don't know why, but they are, they're delicious. So they use a sweet rice. Uh-huh. Um, it's got a sweet rice and it's got, um, I usually get the, uh, the sweet pork in it. Um, the, the tortillas are excellent. It's one of those that you can kind of, you know, see through, but not see through. Uh, uh, it's got a little bit of a little bit of translucency like it it, it yeah. has the, the, the fat slash potentially grease content allows, uh, um, uh, a mild version of a viewing window. And we talked about that. There is oh, a, yeah. there's and, a pattern and, here. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the the beans, <laughs> it's it's so good that sometimes the beans just like pop out, you know, or, or you know, oh. make the burrito even more. Um, oh. They I do black beans. Uh-huh. They uh, I usually get cheese on the inside, cheese on top, and I think that's oh. a, a cheddar blend. I'm not sure what cheese okay. it is. But then the key is they uh, send it through the oven, and then I put uh, sour cream, guacamole, and then their fresh tomatillo sauce over the top. Oh! Instead of instead of like a red or green sauce, I prefer this uh, tomatillo ranch sauce, and it is delicious with a little bit of lettuce and pico. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I feel spoiled that I can just go through the drive-through and get them now. I mean, I mean, push my car through the snow to get to the window. And- right, right. I mean, it's it, there's a bit of irony there in the fact that as you were pushing your car uphill in the snow, that at that particular spot, your wheels, all of them, fell off, happened man. to fall, fall off. I mean... That was the most intense burrito story I think I've right. ever experienced. And, well, and, and, and what, what got me... It showed me how significant this burrito is and how, how it has a place in your heart um, and in your life is the fact that um, this burrito joint um, obviously uses a, a, a free range bean, a black bean, oh, because yeah. no, other, no other bean would dare uh, penetrate, um, <laughs> you know, that protective layer of uh, translucency. Yeah. 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 I mean, who I mean, who else? I mean, that that's that's a bean with spirit. That bean was meant to roam. It was Bigger. meant. It was meant to be free, meant to free be free. Range and it jumps, beans. <laughs> yes, free range beans, and it was jumping out at you, going, "Please, please, you know, complete my cycle," and 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 you obliged. Yeah, you know, and oh. that's this is this is uh, yeah, this is a whole new level. This is a, I wasn't expecting it, but then again, I was, but then I wasn't. You know, and then also when I partook of that burrito right then in the restaurant the clouds parted and a beam of light shined on the burrito uh-huh. through the restaurant ceiling. I don't even know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about the part of the booming voice, you know, with the parting of the clouds, maybe sending you a message. Burning of, bush anywhere. Any burning bushes? <laughs> Perhaps. No. <laughs> As I drove home, the snow parted on the road and I was able to make it safely home. Wow. Wow. Who would have known? And Phil, yeah, burrito saved, the burrito saved my life. Sven, the Moses of burritos. Unbelievable. 
I, I would. It's a know. pretty good. Uh, the thing is, is it's a consistently <laughs> good burrito, and it's right on my way home. So um, I've been really vibing on those lately. You yeah. know, what got me excited is the tomatillo. Oh, it's tomatillos second, don't get the love they deserve. It's second. My wife makes a really, really good tomatillo sauce. Um, that's amazing, and so this is probably the second best. Yeah, we got some starting in our garden this year, so I'm pretty excited to play with them. Yeah. I had I have to I have to make one more comment here because in the midst and 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 our listeners can't see this but in the midst of him telling this story I was seeing flashes I was seeing Sven's face kind of flash out and then I would see Nicolas Cage's face flashing in he was like channeling him with the burrito story so I'm a big Nicolas Cage fan so I just it was just reminiscent I'm like wait I think am I talking to is this Nick Cage? Oh, no, it's Sven. Maybe they're the same person. Well, I do steal cars to drive to fishing spots, so I've got Eleanor right now ready to go to my next uh, fishing hole today. Wow, wow! This is this is this is an experience. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah. I, I'm I'm elated. I really am. This is this is more than I expected, and I appreciate it. This has been. It's a new YouTube series I'm working on. It's called Grand Thought Grand Theft uh, Fishing. So adventures uh-huh. with Sven. So we jack cars, sell them to pay for our fishing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got government do documents and and government documents. National treasure. <laughs> oh, national. Well, <laughs> that didn't know. Right. Well, uh, there's so many directions we can go. So <laughs> NSA, <know>. stop <laughs> listening, please. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, hey, look with that. We're going to cap it off because that, that was an epic story. We can't go anywhere else with that. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? We just talked about the most important thing. But what is important is somebody wants to take a look at your flies or your soft goods or whatever. Maybe you can point us in the direction of, hey, does Fend have a website? Or, hey, for those that don't know, maybe what's your Instagram handle and all that good stuff. So. The carpet uh, is yours, so, sir. Yeah, super easy. Um, all my social media is uh, Sven Diesel. So at Sven Diesel, that's my uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, uh, YouTube. The website is SvenDiesel.com. Um, you may or may not ever find flies on there, depending on how baseball's going. But um, I. Uh, I, I occasionally throw some back up on there to keep stuff in stock and keep people happy. But yeah, if you uh, are interested in checking out mediocre fly time or someone having a good time in the adventure, just go ahead and check out my social media pages. And if you get sick of seeing uh, what's on there, sorry, that's what I'm all about. That's what that page is dedicated to. So it's my, my, my adventure and fly tying and fly fishing. And it's for me and me alone. And, I don't really post what other people want me to. I post what I want to. Yeah. Oh, there's one thing I was supposed to bring up. And, and while you're still here, uh, two things I noticed on, on the Instagram that were just, they were <laughs> they were hilarious, but at the same time, serious. Uh, one, uh, tying with pit viper glasses. <clears throat> Did that improve your game? <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm just like, I'm like, I think he's actually tying better flies, but not really, but maybe. I'll be you honest, the dark shade polarized was really, really hard to see and video because the light, I couldn't have super, super bright because then it would <laughs> white it all out. And so right. I was actually tying almost blind. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, your time uh, by fuel. Uh, yeah, that was that was an inside joke with some buddies, and so um, I had fun with that. <laughs> that that was funny, and probably one of my favorite things that I saw <laughs> that I've shared with a couple friends of mine is you you got some new gear or something you got some new waiters and whatnot and then you posted the you post that i mean it was like the funniest thing because you captured so much right there where you holding up the sign it says second grade like it was his first day of second grade like like that that was classic like just a whole new life she goes she always jokes about she's like do people think this is actually going to be funny and yes. I go, well, I, I don't care, but it's freaking hilarious. So <laughs> it is, it is the evidence. I don't, no, I don't, that, get, new, I don't no. get new waiters that often. I use them and abuse them. And, you know, so it was like kind of fun. It felt like the first day of school. <laughs> I sat there in my living room. And I just was wearing them, you know, and then I was, I went up and tested them in my bathtub, you know, it was awesome. Wow. Tested them. Just want to make sure that these work. <laughs> well, that everything that they're about. You know, <laughs> spring fishing here is probably there. similar to spring fishing for you guys. If you if you got a leak, it's effing cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's chilly. Now. It's chilly. We we like being cold though. That's why we go to Pyramid Lake. So it's not for the fishing. Is to be quite miserable all day, as long as possible. As long as possible. So <laughs> makes you appreciate warmth <laughs> anyway when you get home. Uh, all right well sven thanks for having us and then yeah thanks like i said if, if you if, if you want to reach out to sven you know check out his his social media profiles website and stuff that's sven diesel with two d's not one it's yes. not sven it's sven diesel so two d's because that's just throwing that out there for general purpose so <laughs> anyway sven has been great having you we appreciate thanks, you waking up yeah, we're so stoked to have you. Thank you for waking up super, super early to do this. I know you got a lot of going on in your life, and we appreciate that. So we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. And I, we enjoyed our time here, and I think our listeners will enjoy hearing this as well and learning more about you and knowing, you know, the man behind the, the curtain, so to speak. So once again, dude, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. And until next time, tight lines.
Carry, hold us, but you'll 